You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? What up? What up? It is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. And I think tonight, I think tonight, we are feeling a lot of vibes. I think, I think that's right, Justin. I think so too. Where we at? Give me a number. We was at nine last time. Mm-hmm. I think we was at nine last time. We're gonna say nine point two. 9.2. I'm with it. Not going to challenge yeah, that score. I'm with it. We had 9.2. So, there were so many things I loved about this game tonight. But before we get into that, well, I'm going to say one of the things. I loved that it was, we got a scoring output from all three of our guys, right? I think Jordan was the leading scorer, but Clay chipped in 20. Steph was close to 30, I believe. Jordan with his 33, like that's the kind of output. Like I know Jordan is not going to always be 33 every night, but we need, you know, like this kind of scoring from the three of them, you know? So I was really happy to see that, but I'm not going to continue with some of the other things I like. I want to ask you, Justin, because I keep seeing um, the broadcast saying this, but this may be their best win of the season. Do you agree with that? Um, I think given the the time, like where we are right now and like how everything's so close and how every win is so needed, I think every win at this point that they can stack on is like the most important win. But it was it was a really good win because they were going up against a monster and it didn't look like he was going to be denied tonight, but they, they ended up, you know, pulling away at the end. So I, I say it's up there. It's definitely up there. Yeah, I think MB definitely started to get tired as the game wore on. Like, wore on. like after that first quarter, he played the whole first quarter. I'm like, well, you can't play him the entire game, and he ain't going to last. So I knew that was coming. <laughs> but um, the free throws, Justin, he shot a lot of free throws. This game tonight was one of his, I think, second highest in terms of the number of free throws he shot. Were mm. the Warriors just fouling that much? Or was some of it the Embiid, you know? I think he he's a grifter, but I do think there are majority fouls. The Warriors are just sending multiple bodies. Guys are running into him. Um, he does this thing where he, he does like a hardened thing, like his version of it, where he sweeps his arms underneath your arms, which is a foul, but it's just like, it's like kind of like cheap. Like it's like one of those, like, like a grifting thing. Like he works the refs but he's such a big physical body that you can't you can't say people aren't like hacking him a little bit you know so 
you know, it is what it is. He played well. Like you said, we knew he was going to kind of run out of gas at some point. Um, and he, they got enough stops at the end. And they also just forced the ball out of his hands a little bit with some double teams and guys weren't ready to shoot. So, yeah, great win. Yeah, I mean, and again, this may be the fatigue or whatever it was, but there were a few possessions where I saw Loon on him and he changed his mind about what he was going to do, whether it was to shoot, to try to like get closer to the rim, you know, because it was Mm -hmm. like further out on the perimeter. They weren't like giving him that chance to, you know, get in close and he would then just give up the ball. And um, I was like, okay, Loon, you know, but um, the doubles were good too. I just, I noticed that and I'm like, okay, they definitely switched up their defense later in the game as it, as it went. Yeah. They they were applying a little bit more pressure on the pass. So he couldn't just catch it. Like you said, so close to the basket or in his like mid post area, he was kind of catching it out near the three point line. Um, And Loon is just going to keep coming at you like physical, even as he, even though he had this, the size disadvantage against Embiid tonight, he was just still letting Embiid fill him every time he tried to dribble. Um, a few times he kind of like knocked the ball loose from Embiid. And then, you know, you can kind of see the fatigue setting in with Embiid. He just wasn't as sharp um, with his moves and stuff. And then, you know, the threat of Draymond's uh, double team was always there. So I think the combination of all those things started making Embiid like second guess himself a little bit. And it it definitely worked out because he was he was cooking for like 40, 42 of the 48 minutes of the game. He was just doing whatever he wanted. So he was. And that's the thing, sort of like Luca, the Mavs who lost tonight. Embarrassing. All that carrying on they did the other day to then lose to who was it? The Hornets? The Lamello list, Terry Rozier list, Kelly Oubre list. <laughs> Charlotte Hornets. The Mavs yeah. are an unserious team. I can't take them seriously. Um, Very unserious. Um, but I say he's sort of like Luca in that, like, you always know Luca's going to wear down by the fourth. He just is. And I mean, and both are players who people constantly talk about, like, their conditioning and and their health. I I, I do think Embiid is better than and then Luca, but still, it's like you know he's just not going to. He, look, he's a big seven foot <laughs> guy. Mm. It's, a, it's a lot on his body. Um, but to me, this reminds me. Well, not it's not the same thing, but it's sort of reminiscent for me of the the season when everything went awry with Ben Simmons, right? And they didn't advance past the second round, and the Hawks went and beat them. And I remember everyone was just on Simmons. And I said, look, the Simmons thing was egregious. But I said, the whole, I said the Sixers still should have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I said, MB did also fall short in that game. Like, I mean, just in general, like he was not, you know, people started telling me about his injury, his this, that. I said, but it, his injury, he was playing well for like the first three quarters. And then near the end, a lot of those mid-range mm-hmm. shots and things that he normally makes just weren't going in. And I said, that was an injury. That was just him fading. Yeah. And people don't like to acknowledge, like, I mean, B's a great player. He's one of the best players in the league. But people don't like to acknowledge that, like, it's tough to be able to, to have to carry a team offensively with a scoring load and be the anchor of a defense. Like, it's just that's one of the hardest things that you can do as a superstar. Um, and the Warriors repeatedly – 
and I was having a conversation with a few other guys, like when when people bring up Jokic losing to the Warriors in in an effort to prop up Embiid because of Embiid's defense, I'm like, Embiid is going to suffer the same fate against Golden State, right? Like maybe he would be a much better defender against 29 other teams in the NBA 28. Um, but against the, the Warriors, he will look just like Jokic looked. And that's exactly how it, how it happened um, tonight, right? Put him in drop repeatedly time after time after again. Steph's calling him up for a screen. Um, he's getting little quick floaters at the rim. He's getting whatever floater or pull-up midi that he wants because Embiid is just not going to extend himself out because he knows he can't switch on him. And on the other end, he's tired because now he has to guard every single play. He has to guard every single action and then have to try to score on double teams on the other end. It's like <laughs> you're not going to win that battle, right? You're not going to win that battle. So that, yeah, you that's another big reason why he's going to wear down against a, a team like Golden State. Yeah, and and by the way, just because you know, I'm not I'm not for Jokic winning MVP, and Embiid might actually get it. It's looking like he picked up enough steam. So while mm-hmm. I was happy we won tonight, I don't want to hurt his MVP case too bad. But you know, I actually do think the defense argument is a valid one in that, like, it may not work against the Warriors, but to me, the reason why I think it's important because when people talk about how efficient. Jokic is I'm just like well when you're playing the kind of defense (laughs) Embiid is playing like you're maybe not going to be as efficient you know but like he's still pretty efficient (laughs) like you know you would think you know the way people ask oh you know they go so crazy and on the analytics for Jokic but I'm just like Embiid is still what the leading scorer in the NBA still very efficient and he's definitely a much better defensive player like so to me, like that to me is a situation where like his defense to me does matter um, versus like the, cause people will be like, oh, but you know, when it's Steph and we already know how I feel like Steph is not this bad defender the way people make it seem, but it's different because of, in my opinion, like how much the defense is needed from Embiid versus like, you know, how much it's needed from Steph. And same thing for Jokic. And so the fact that Embiid is playing that role on his team, to me, is actually a very valid reason for why you should, like, give him the edge over Jokic, in my opinion. Oh, that's valid. I mean, yeah, that's 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 super valid. There's, and I've always said it's kind of like preference. I do think this year Embiid, I've always been like a Jokic is better than Embiid guy. But I think this year Embiid has made it clear that the gap is much closer. Um than a lot of people want to acknowledge and he might even have the edge, right? Like what he can do on both ends. And I, he's always been like more of a volume scorer than Jokic has been. But like this year, he's kind of taken it to another level where it's like, he's just, I mean, what is he averaging? Like 34 a game, something like that. It's just crazy. He has every single move. Like he, he can do anything he wants to on a, on a, on the court. And the fact that he does anchor a pretty good defense, like an elite defense on the other end definitely has to matter. Um, but yeah, in a, in a matchup with the Warriors, Steph changes the rules. So it's like, right. <laughs> it's not conventional basketball when you play against the Warriors. Yeah. So both of those dudes are barbecue chicken for him. Like it is what it is, but Facts. yeah, against all the other teams and be that, that defense definitely makes a difference. So, you know, one of the other stories of the game, right. Was the rebounds. <laughs> They out, 
they out-rebounded the, 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 the Sixers, which I love. And to some people that may be like, how, how did, you know, it wasn't this game, but it was early in the season. I can't remember which game where the Warriors out-rebounded another team. And people are like, how do you let like the worst or one of the worst rebounding teams or something like that, like do this. I was like, y'all got to stop just looking at this year. And the stat, I said, the Warriors have actually always been a great rebounding team. They do it by committee. But it, it's, you know, that's how they rebound. And I said, we've had so many players in and out of the, the lineup. But when they, like, are locked in and dialed into it, I said, I mean, look at last year in the postseason. They eat, they out-rebounded Memphis. They out-rebounded everyone in, like, every series. But Memphis in particular, where, like, that was, you know, they were the team. And, you know, like, we weren't supposed to be able to do that. And we did in every game except one game. You know, it's like mm-hmm. they're very good at it. They They know what to do. And to me... You know, Joel Embiid is getting all them free throws, which is the other story of the game. And so, um, like, for them to out-rebound the, the 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 Sixers was obviously so important in this game and obviously a, a big part of the reason why they were able to win this game. Yeah, I mean, as, mu- as long as they're forcing stops, I feel pretty confident in their ability to secure most, if not all, of those rebounds. You know, I think based on like rebound percentage, they're like middle of the pack this year. But I think so many of their road games, other teams are just shooting lights out. There's just not a lot of rebounds available because the ball's going through the net, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, when they locked in, they can rebound with the best of them. Dante's a good rebounder for a guard. Same thing with Steph. Clay's been rebounding a little bit more. I think he's he's averaging a career high in rebounds this year. And then you always trust Draymond and Looney to get those contested rebounds against pretty much anybody, so. Um, I don't really and think the whole rebounding concerns coming back. They're gonna have GP two coming back, great rebounder, um, especially long rebounds when when the ball when people are shooting threes and stuff like that. So I don't think the rebound concerns are are valid. Like they they always come through on that on that regard. So yeah. Well, look, I mean, like we said, this was a great win, whether you consider it the best win of the season or not. It was a great win. And is that three in a row for us? That's three in a row. I told you what it's going to be. I told you last 10 games what it's going to look like. I'm not going to repeat it right now, but. Why? You scared, Justin? (laughs) You don't want to stand on what you said? I ain't scared. I ain't scared. I'm standing on it right now. I already told you what it was. Minnesota next. Justin has spoken. Justin has spoken. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors.
Spacers, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. All right, let's get into, we, we already talked about Embiid and broke him down, but let's get into some of our guys. Let's get into some of our guys and let's talk about their play tonight. And of course, it has to go with Jordan Poole, right? I mean, he truly is maybe the top storyline of the game, which is why our producer Greg has the great uh, headline here. Jordan Poole goes for 33 points. Warriors erase an 11-point deficit and win over the 76ers. So what happened, Justin? Why were the Sixers able to even go up and get that double-digit lead? Um, I think late in the third, they the Warriors had like a, a smaller lineup in there. Um, there were some defensive mistakes, some by he who should not be named. Um, okay, I was just about to say he was then, not good in this game. He was not good in this game. Just yet another example of why he should not be playing. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, this is a tough game. It was a tough game for him, but I think they the Sixers just went on a, a nice little run at the end, and B got a few fouls. I think Maxi hit a three, and it was one of those like, okay, these are star level players just making plays. Um, we just got to go on our run in the fourth quarter and try to try to make a push at the end, and, and that's exactly what happened. We just made sure they were close enough when the fourth started that they had a chance to um, make a push. And it was definitely, it was sparked by Jordan Poole, who I believe had, what, like 19, 20 points in the fourth quarter? Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. He was incredible. Right? He was. And this kind of shows you the growth, um, where it's like all year, I think his offensive game outside of three-point shooting and like turning the ball over has been pretty good. I would say he's even improved this year from last year, like his getting to the basket game and stuff like that. But tonight his three was there right for the majority of the season his three ball has kind of like abandoned him a little bit but when it's there he's going to give you 30 to 40 points because all the other aspects of his game um are going to be there so only one turnover that's like hooray right like thank god he only had one turnover despite having the ball in his hand so much and he just made shots and he made plays so he's he's on yeah, a nice I little mean, roll right now early in the game he took a deep three from like another yeah, county. And I was like, shot. oh, just <laughs> I was like, okay. Was was, yeah. He made it. And I was like, okay, Jordan. I was like, is it gonna be one of these kinds of nights? Yeah, it turned out to be one of them nights. Um, mm -hmm. but you wanna know my favorite thing from Poole? One, that he was able to stay on the floor in the closing minutes of the game. And there was a play, like, I want to say it was, like, in the last minute or two minutes. And I, I don't even remember who he was guarding. But, like, he stayed in front of his man. He didn't foul. Like, I think Fitz even, like, said something about it. But I was like, look at Jordan. Go, Jordan! Like, you know, I felt like a proud mother, you know? And, I like, that for me was one of the biggest highlights of his game. Yeah, when he's locked in on defense, he's actually not a bad defender. That's the whole like frustration when he doesn't when he doesn't give any effort out there on that end. Um it's like, bro, you can legitimately make a difference. And then it just feeds into their game, right? The Warriors formula for all these years has been get a stop and then just run the ball right down the other team's throat and just blitz them with threes, like um threes and layups. Like that's just right. been their and MO. 
And it didn't have to be lockdown defense. It was just like you prevented the drive. Like he couldn't get by you. And then he had to right. give up the ball. And that was it. Just you know, you stayed in front of him. I mean, it was it was yeah. beautiful. Literally, just do your job. You don't have to be Wiggins out there. You don't have to be Gary Payton. Just don't be a cone. Like literally, stay in front of your man as long as you can. And make sure you're boxing out, being physical when you can. Don't foul. And your job is done. Like, you get paid. You're going to get paid all this money annually to for your offense, right? But you can't, you know, cancel out the offensive value that you have with the negative defensive value. And that's, and that's all he got to do. Yeah. So Steph was, I mean, his three wasn't falling tonight, but he was solid throughout, shot over 50% from the field. He better stop playing, though, in these last few games because I want him to get 50, 40, 90, and he went a little below it. Still time to get back there, but he can't, you know, mm-hmm. go back too far, and I really would like him to get it. But um, he was masterful, too, especially down the stretch. You know, like he just took over the game as he needs to, um and yeah i mean they closed it out like jordan had that huge you know scoring outburst and then steph just said all right let me bring this home for y'all let me bring this home and it was a beautiful thing to watch yeah he's just so under control like whatever he wants to do he just does it gets to wherever he wants to on the court so strong guys just can't really get into his handle anymore um dudes like DeAnthony melton are like they're specialists when it gets to when it comes to like picking people's pockets, just staying attached, being a pest on the ball. And Steph's just like, I don't even feel you, bro. Like, you know, um, and beat at the rim, he's just landed up over him. Like he's not really there. Like he has so many different finishes, so many different shots, just a complete offensive player in every facet of the game. Like, so, you know, when the game's on the line, he's at least going to get a good look up because it's nothing else. There's, there's no way on the court where he's uncomfortable. So, this is what you this has come to expect at this point, right? Like, yeah, just put the put the game gonna... away as soon as he. Yeah. I was gonna say as soon as he got the ball, I was like, oh, daggers coming! Like when they got that when they went up, I think five, and then the Warriors got the ball back. I'm like, oh yeah, daggers coming! Like it is is guaranteed. And then he got that floater off, and that was it. Was it? Yeah, you know because he like you know Melton was like chasing him around like in the beginning of the game. And I'm just like, you were somewhat effective, but I'm just like, you're gonna you're gonna wear down too because doing this all night, it's gonna wear you down. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 that point will come. That's why I don't even trip. Like when I see in the beginning, I'm like, he re- he really was like anywhere Steph went, he was just like shadowing him, like following him around everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. And Steph just kept moving, kept moving, kept moving. And he kept going. I said, all right, we'll see. All right, we'll see. Yeah. That's all. I just be waiting. And so, yeah. um, but the other thing too, I love to see because the dagger was a floater, right? And this is what I keep saying about when we see them doing all the bullshit at the end of those other games where they're just like putting up threes, put up threes. And this is like when Chris was on, I was trying to explain, I was just like, I'm telling y'all this road record and these issues closing are not real. Like, you're not going to convince me that this championship team has forgotten how to close. And I, I don't remember which game it was, but it was that one. I think it was after Atlanta, whichever was the second night of the back-to-back. Might have been Memphis. And I said, mm-hmm. they just were tired. Like, they were just, like, tired, yeah. you know, settling. And it was like, all right, let's just try to get this by threes. And couldn't, oh, well. You know, like, you know, and that's just what it was. And it sucks, and it's annoying to watch. But I'm like, 
I don't think this is because they've turned into the Minnesota Timberwolves, even though that's what we were watching and it was frustrating to watch. But I'm just like, guys, like, I'm sorry. It's it's just like the shooting from last year, right? He, he, you know, he was not in decline. It was just a slump. I said, this team has not forgotten what they need to do to execute to close a basketball game, but they're just not there. Like they're not, whether it's because of fatigue, they're tired. And I made this point and like, the more that I think about it, I think that I was right. So I'm just going to give myself also like <laughs> a little pat on the back. But I, like we kept sort of waiting for like a point in the season to come where there was a run. And maybe it will be this, like a little mini run. But we were like sort of looking for like over a larger sample of games, maybe like 20 games or so. And they would, you know, maybe go 15 and five or like something like that. And that never came. And I said, you know, I think at this point, you know, the Warriors just want to get in as that top six seed, which, you know, um, CJ came on and basically confirmed. But I don't, I just, the, the the mental focus and fortitude that you need to even do that kind of run, you know, I just think when you take into account everything that's happened over this season, I just don't think they had it in them to do that. You know, it's like, all right, mm-hmm. it is what it is. We are where we are. Let's just, get to the postseason and we'll focus like we need to and that's it and and that's sort of what i think it becomes so like the way we kept expecting the run to happen and for them to show who they are i think it was just more like all right like we we don't have it in us to do it it's like when you get down in the game and then like to dig deep to pull off that you know come back i feel like they just didn't have it in them for the later half of the season yeah uh, and if they were to find that it would have to have been like fully available team, fully healthy team. Um, I think we all can agree that if they've had, if they had that for any extended period of time, then they probably would have went on the, the run that we were talking about, but they just didn't. So guys got to extend themselves further to make up for the absence of whoever's out of the lineup. And that's just very hard to ask over an extended period of time. So it's good that they're kind of, you know, getting as healthy as they can, you know, I mean, they are healthy now. It's just, you know, Andrew's not available, but at least they're getting Gary back. And then, you know, Andre's out, but this is pretty much what's going to be their playoff rotation other than Andrew, you know, once Gary is like fully integrated and that's all you can ask for at this point, all your guys here and then just, you know, everybody play their role and whatever. And great news, great news it was that we heard and received that um, GP2 is coming back. So we welcome, we welcome that. And, you know, hopefully, you know, obviously it it won't be enough games to get him into the kind of shape if he played like a full season, but at least he'll have some games to kind of get his conditioning back and, you know, to head into the Mm -hmm. postseason. So really, really pleased about that. Um, also, the news about Andre, too, wasn't so bad. It wasn't like he's a rap, 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 you know. Um, I, like, I don't know if Andre will come back and play. You kind of in the beginning said, like, I, I don't know, because, like, based on the injury, I don't know that he'll just, like, miss, like, the entire postseason. And then I wasn't so sure, because when CJ came on, he's like, oh, I think he's probably done. But the report, at least, was, like, what was it, like, a month or something like that? Four weeks, I think. I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like in terms of like when like he's gonna have the surgery and he'll be out. I think it was like four weeks or something, or maybe it was like before. Like then he'll be reevaluated at that time or something. Uh, I'll look for it. But yeah, I mean, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe like 
it's like a Gary Payton where like if they make a deep run, they get Andre back later. You know, Kerr is going to always trust Andre no matter what. So um, I thought that was also positive news because I would love it if I, what were you going to say? I was going to say he was playing well when he was playing, right? He can't score anything anymore, but he was, he can at least defend and do all the, all the little things that, you know, Kerr loves and just, you know, keeping the ball moving and keeping players moving telling people where to be. So it would be nice if they can get him um, back. And it would also be nice just from, you know, just from a compassion standpoint, right. To have him end his career on his terms and not just via injury, like just let him be able to at least play his last game uh, through. Yeah, just look, Golden State confirmed that surgery on Monday, so he had surgery this past Monday, um, was successful. And this past Monday would be the 20th. So that would have been on the 20th, on March 20th. And it says that puts the four, and that Iguodala will be, would be reevaluated in four weeks. So that puts the remainder of the regular season, that puts him out for the regular of the remainder, the remainder of the regular season and at least the opening rounds of the playoffs. Right. So like he'll be reevaluated then, you know, he'll need some other. So, you know, like I said, if they make a deep run, you're talking about maybe like, you know, if not the second round, the conference finals, assuming they make it there. So that mm-hmm. to me is a positive thing. Definitely. Definitely. They can, I mean, they can use all the bodies they can get. So the sooner the better, but if it's if it's third round playoffs, I'll, I'll take it. Right, because in theory, even though this is a wonky year with the with the standings, in theory, the later you go in the postseason is right, the harder it gets. So um, definitely would love to have an Andre Iguodala coming back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Which ties in perfectly to where I wanted to go next because, you know, speaking of people coming back, um, it was reported that Kevin Durant may be returning Wednesday to the Suns. And let me tell you, they need him because they keep losing. Um, And I don't know. Again, I'm starting to wonder. Maybe it's a good thing now for us to go get that try and get the four seed. The Warriors right now are a half game back mm-hmm. on the Sun. And and yep. maybe a full game back on the, the Clippers. Is that what it is? Let me double check that. They both have one less than the loss column, but I think the Clippers might have one more win than the Suns. Yes. Is that right? But the No, no the... Technically, the Warriors and the Suns are tied based on win percentage, but we have one more loss than they do, and we have one more win than they do. 
and the Clippers are a half game ahead because we have the same amount of wins, but they have one less loss. Yeah. So Clippers are now fourth. Suns are fifth, and we're sixth. But the, the Clippers record is 39 and 35. Mm-hmm. The Suns are 38 and 35. And Golden State is, and people just the other day, people are like, because I kept saying, why are they on the broadcast? They were just like, oh, you know, they kept talking about the Clippers. They're just like, you know, they'd have to drop. And I'm like, well, I, they were, or they were, I, I forget what it was being said, but I tweeted like, why are they acting like the, the Clippers lead is so insurmountable? And someone had replied to me like, well, you know, because the thing is the Warriors actually have to go ahead of the Clippers because they own the tie break, right? So they, they would actually have to end up with a better record than them. But I was right. just like, you know, and, and the person was making the case to me that you kept doing, which is like, you know, I prefer the six seed because of the bracket. Da, da, da. And I said, I don't know. I don't know. I said, one was the, I said, this Paul George injury um, mm-hmm. might affect things. And, and I said, and without Katie, the Suns keep losing. So I don't know. It, it may not remain the case that six is actually better than four. So let's see. And then when you and I talked the other day, you were just like, if the Clippers fall to five and the Warriors at four, you know, then you may prefer that. And I I don't know when Paul George would be coming back. So I I forget. They said he's going to be reevaluated too. So, I mean, he could be coming back for the first round. He was definitely going to miss um, the remainder of the regular season. But the Clippers have a much more favorable schedule than um than the Suns did. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I mean it, it's hard to Paul, say. Yeah, I think Paul George might be out for the first round. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but that I'm would be a pretty now. nice scenario. Yeah, I think that yeah. would be a pretty nice scenario. Four or five um Warriors Clippers um, with uh, Phoenix at six or whoever else at six. That'd be pretty cool. Because, I mean, all these other teams that's in the seven to nine ranges, they close as hell too. So it's really going to go down to the wire. It's really going to go down to the wire. It definitely is. And especially, like I said, with, with KD coming back, who knows what the... Because Marcus Thompson had a tweet earlier... And of course, I'm not probably going to be able to find it quickly, but he was like basically saying it by Sunday morning, like they like he was like, if the Sixers beat, if the Sixers uh, the beat um, the Suns tomorrow, and I forget what else had to happen. Are the Clippers playing? Tomorrow. Yeah, let me see. When do the Clippers play again? They play so they tomorrow. so Saturday, they play the Pelicans. So I think it was if the Clippers lose and the Suns lose again, then on Sunday, if the Warriors win, they could be in fourth place. I think that's what it was. That's true. They would. They'll be, what, 40 and 36? The Clippers would be 39 and 36, and the Suns would be, um, I think, 38 and 36 or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we might need to be going back for the fourth seat again, Justin. Just saying. Hey, 
I have no, I have, yeah, I have no issue with the four seed. Um, I was just, you know, thinking bracket, all that type of stuff. Like the six would be cool still. The four will also be cool. Like I'm not thinking like, oh, if we get the four, this is not a good path for us. I'm just like, hey. Right. Right. So. For sure. So, I mean, so much to watch. It's going to be so many storylines coming down to the end. But I will say this with respect to MVP, if MB does get this, I'm going to be one of the people who's taking credit for why it happened. Okay. Because, <laughs> you know, yes, sometimes bullying works. And I'm joking about bullying, but I think the attention and the scrutiny it started to receive about sort of like how the race was shaping out, I do think it impacted the vote. And when I say that's not to just be like, oh, well, like shame them into not voting, but it was like, pay attention to what Embiid is doing. Pay attention to what others are doing and just stop being so caught up in wanting to award this third MVP. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, these guys were just being overlooked, right? So I'm happy about that. Then there's going to be storylines because of like the West has just been crazy all year. And we're probably not going to really know seeding until the very last day of the season and matchups. Right. And when you have like seasons that play like that, that's just always fun. It's like a wild finish. So that's pretty exciting. And I got to tell you, this is totally unrelated to storylines. But one of the things that was driving me crazy tonight about this game was the way that Fitz and Kalena was talking about this damn team. I'm like, do y'all know that these are the champions that Steph Curry's on the team? Because they were just like, they just they just got to keep it close, you know, and then give yourself a yeah, chance. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like I, I was literally in time, like, they, can they please stop talking about the team like they're the little engine that could? Like, what the fuck is right. this? They're the reigning champs. I don't give a shit what Embiid is doing this season. They are the reigning champs. They're the best. And the four-time champions are on this team. Exactly. Just keep it close. Keep it Just... close. Y'all, I was sick. <laughs> y'all, I was sick. <laughs> Justin, y'all, I was like, all right. Those two dudes. Those two. Yeah. Just, yeah. Not great. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, it's been a fun one, but it is almost 1.30 in the morning on the East Coast, and I am so exhausted. I feel Justin probably is too, although he doesn't look it. Um, but yeah, it, it's late. So even though it's a weekend, I'm taking my ass to bed. I don't know. Justin's a young person. He may have some plans tonight, but me, I'm going to bed. I'm going <laughs> Too bad. I'm already mentally halfway in the bed right now. So <laughs> thank you for tuning in with us and joining us as always. Okay. Make sure you are sharing. Make sure you are following. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Golden Spaces Pods. Make sure you continue those downloads. Make sure you subscribe to 95.7 The Game's YouTube channel so you can be notified when new episodes of Golden Spaces get posted, okay? Leave us a review, a positive one. Also, give us that five-star rating. Why are you smiling at me, Justin? I'm just smiling. Mm-hmm, you, Golden whatever. Spaces, the vibes, the vibes <laughs> is there. The vibes is there. Let's leave it at that, people. Until next time, take care.